On the day the magician decided that Sohorab would have his own room, the historian was listening to BBC Radio. We had heard the scratchy voice of a foreign woman talking about Americans when we'd passed by the library earlier. I missed being in the library in the afternoons. The historian was home a lot these days, and I couldn't be with my conquistadors. He didn't let us listen to music anymore, so we hung around and annoyed the magician and our brothers instead. We made a lot of noise, Gloria and I, as we shouted and bumped against each other while pretending to help move Sohorab's things out of Clive's room. It's not really fair, Ami, Gloria complained. The boys always get what they want. Why can't I have a room of my own? You know what Hannah's like. She screams and snores. You try sleeping with her and see for yourself. Bachelog, my sweet children, said the magician, kissing us absently. You know it is an important year for Clive and Sohorab. They both need the space to study. When you go to college, you'll get a room of your own. Now, help me carry this chair. Good. Now put it down there. The radio went silent and we looked at each other. The magician held a finger to her lips as the historian erupted into the room. Gloria clamped her hand on my arm and we tried to edge out. The magician put on her patient face and crossed her arms loosely. Where is he? Where's Sohorab? The historian looked around the room. What's happened? The revolution, that's what. Those bloody fool mullahs have taken over the country. Oh, for God's sake, don't any of you know what's going on in the world? I'm talking about Iran. Yes, your wonderful Iran. I think we're stuck with our little refugee indefinitely. He can't go back to his bloody country now. They're killing everyone. Thrown out the Shah and declared the place an Islamic Republic. Bloody thugs. And some of the jokers have taken over the American embassy in Tehran. As if the Americans are going to sit and do nothing about that. Mark my words, bloodbath to follow. Too many idiots running these countries. Where's a good dictator when you need one? Sohorab stood by the pond, smoking quickly and tossing the stubs into the water. I felt sorry for the turtles that moved slowly through its purple haze and hoped they wouldn't swallow any. Gloria patted his arm and didn't turn her face away from the smoke he blew at her. I must go, Hanum, Sohorab said, taking off his glasses and wiping his eyes. I must go back before they close the borders, before the Shah takes his revenge. The Shah was a bastard, but the mullahs are worse. Can't you ring them first? Gloria was the practical sort. See how they are. They might be all right, and you won't need to worry about them. Maybe go a little later, when things have settled down. It's dangerous to go when it's so chaotic. I'm sure your parents will be safe. Don't worry. Sohorab slumped his shoulders and gripped the back of his neck with his hand, but said nothing. Are you a refugee now? I asked, and Gloria pinched my arm. Sohorab continued to puff and cough. We are all refugees now, Mariam Azizam. You can live with us forever, you know that. Thank you, 
Sohorab chucked the last cigarette butt into the pond and bowed slightly in our direction. One of the turtles turned over. I reached in and turned him around, watching as he paddled away. He didn't look right. There were lots of turtles here once. Now he had two, and I had promised to look after them. The pond was full of cigarette stubs, but I couldn't chide Sohorab, not now, when he had just become a refugee.' 